I didn't wake up when I was five and say, oh my God, all I want to do is be in fintech. Um, I think like most of us, it ends up being a mistake or accident. I'm still trying to figure that out, but it's been a wild ride. I love the how quickly the industry changes, the amount of innovation that comes into it. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Forkin from Currency Cloud. And I'm really excited to be joined today by Garima Shaw of Biller Genie. Karima, so that the audience can know where you're coming from, and could you could you provide just a little bit of background of you know your work history leading up to Biller Genie? That'd be great. Sure, sure. Well, thanks for having me, Jeff. And work history: I've been in payments for a long time before it was even called fintech. So probably. 15 years at this point. And I promise I didn't wake up when I was five and say, oh my God, all I want to do is be in fintech. Um, I think like most of us, it ends up being a mistake or accident. I'm still trying to figure that out, but it's been a wild ride. I love the how quickly the industry changes, the amount of innovation that comes into it. And getting into Billagini, I started with Billagini. I joined them in January. I've known my partner, Tom, for many, many years. And he has been building this platform for accounts receivable out of the payment space. So we used our combined experience and we're really excited about what we've been doing now. Yeah. So um, it'd be interesting to learn a little bit more about Bill or Genie, you know, what the platform is. You know, we've obviously you guys are doing accounts receivable for uh, corporates, but maybe if you could tell the audience, you know, who your customers are, how you're helping them, a couple of use cases, something like that would be really helpful. Sure, sure. So we're an automated accounts receivable and e-invoicing platform, which is like a whole bunch of words that mean virtually nothing to most people. But really what we do is we're a seamless integration between your accounting software, your customers, your payment provider, and all that entire accounts receivable ecosystem. So in order to handle accounts receivable the right way, you need to send your invoice on time because you don't want to receive it six months later and be like, wait, I don't know what this is. Did I actually go to the doctor? You got to send it on time. You got to remind people because usually it's not that people don't want to pay. It's simply that they weren't reminded to do so. And then you have to make it easy for your customers to pay you. If I have to go find my checkbook and put in, you know, tear a tear sheet, put it in the envelope, find a stamp and send it out, That's a whole process versus if I can just click one button on my phone and make that payment, um, I'm a lot more likely to do so. So we're really the back end. We supercharge the current processes that any business uses today for accounts receivable. They don't have to learn new technology. They don't have to do anything different. They follow their existing process and we just take over from the entire automation. We send out the reminders. We handle all of their collections with their existing payment provider and we reconcile it back into their accounting software. So that's really who we are. Um, Some fun use cases. We've had a lot of them, but I would say that most recently we had a client who onboarded with us who had over $2 million a month in invoicing um, at $40 tickets. So that's quite a few invoices that you're sending on a monthly basis. And they were having, creating a sales receipt, having that information go out with a driver who was then dropping it off to the retail locations, 
bringing it back, signed, someone else in accounts receivable was keying that into the accounting software. Then they were having the administrative desk call out to that customer to collect payment of some sort. And then on top of that, on a weekly basis, they were creating a summary report that was then going back after that client and hoping to try to collect payments through the administrator again. Um, And it was just so clunky. And it wasn't, I mean, they're a great business, they're super profitable, but it was just this weird clunky process. And look, we're in the automated, innovative, digital age. That doesn't work. I mean, when's the last time you didn't buy something on Amazon because it was just so much easier? It's all that kind of stuff. That's really what we do. Yeah, I think that's really important. I mean, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs and people who you know have their own businesses or just you know, small companies out there that are probably listening to this even. I mean, I know from our perspective at Currency Cloud, invoicing is definitely a headache. I think it's always a headache for most companies. But it sounds like, yeah, if in this case, that company that you just mentioned, I mean, how many hours were they spending trying to just receive payments? And how, how much would that, that did, how much cost savings did they realize? I mean, they had four people full-time on accounts receivable from the sending, reminding, collecting, and reconciling. So it was a huge change for them. They were able to have be more efficient and use those people in other parts of their business. And yeah. just, you know, work forward. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I think from a consumer's perspective, like you mentioned Amazon, we all, we're all used to it. I don't, I don't buy anything if I can't just simply click through PayPal or, or Google Pay or Apple Pay and just simply, it's already connected to my accounts. I don't have to enter my information. I literally won't buy anything if I have to type my information in. But I think on the B2B side, we're still light years behind, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're light years behind on the B2B side. I mean, the United States, check is still the number one form of payment, which absolutely blows my mind because I literally couldn't tell you where my checkbook is. When someone says I need a check, I'm like, God, where, do we have checks? What, what do you mean by that? You know, because you're right. If, and if I can't pay you with Venmo or with Amazon or something that I normally have on my phone that's super accessible, it, it just seems like it's difficult. And there's so much friction in that process. I'm willing to pay more for it, just like we all are. We don't even shop it. We just look we're like, oh, simple. I'm going to get it. Be here tomorrow. Um, so I think that that's absolutely important, but it's crazy how far behind we are in the B2B space. And I know in Currency Cloud, you said that you guys were out of the UK. And in general, the UK and the EU are so far forward and ahead of the times in fintech generally. I mean, look how quickly EMV was adopted in the EU and the UK versus in the US where we're still at just chip and SIG and it's not a full adoption. And we still have to talk about this liability shift that happened a year ago. I mean, we are behind the times, but the problem is that once we catch up, it's going to be like, oh, you should have done that six months ago. And where are you? And how come you aren't, you know, for example, in the EU, we know that there's a regulation that says that if you send someone a printed invoice, you also have to get them electronic invoice. Uh, so we know that the U.S. isn't far behind. So we're really trying to be ahead of that curve and facilitate that. Yeah, we go, I, I travel to the U.K. pretty frequently. We go to our headquarters over there. And yeah, you go to a bar and you simply tap your phone to pay. There's no need for to even get a credit card out or obviously cash is, is like, you know, foreign. Like what? I don't, I'm not going to take any bill. <laughs> um, and yeah, the same thing goes like they don't even, there are no checks. Out, the U.S. is the only country or you know other countries have them but obviously the u.s still uses them on a massive scale which is kind of crazy absolutely so you know obviously that's great you guys have this this great service that you provide to i'm guessing like mostly what small medium large corporates is there any kind of specific customer that you guys target in the u.s and it's primarily the u.s right u.s and canada 
Uh, that's where we are today. We're in the SMB market. And I think that everybody completely defines SMB completely differently. Uh, so let me tell you our definition of SMB. Our average customer is about at least $100,000 a month or a million dollars a year in ARR and up to approximately $10 million in ARR. Now we have customers who are much larger and we are not saying that this is a specific size that they only have to be between one and 10 million in ARR, but that's probably our average is somewhere around one to 10 in ARRs are, you know, kind of the sweet spot. Um, and in terms of the types of businesses, it's any business that sends an invoice. So it's not going to be, it's easier to explain who we're not. So we're not good for restaurants. We're not good for retail. We're not good for e-commerce or hospitality, because if you think about any of those setups, you're kind of going in and just like your example, you're paying your bill right there with your phone or with your credit card or with cash or something like that. This is really geared for anybody who is sending an invoice in arrears of providing a product or service. Cool. And so Canada and the U.S., are you just collecting the receivables domestically? Or are you doing anything for Canadian companies in the U.S.? Or is that kind of something that you guys are thinking about for the future? Yeah, right now it's all within the ecosystem. So within the domestic banking rail. So Canada is in Canada and the U.S. is in the U.S. In the future, that's a possibility depending on client needs. You know, we're not, we're a pretty young cost company and we just updated our entire who we are, revenue model, the fact that we're decoupled from payments in January. So it hasn't really been that long. So there's still so much untouched space right here in our backyard. But we know that that need for cross-border will be coming, especially when we're talking about some of these larger corporations who may have divisions or offices in multiple places. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we, from our perspective, we see it a lot with the startups and kind of e-commerce, the digital native companies, um, or even some of the life sciences companies that are coming out that they're, you know, if you're going to start a business today, you want to be able to sell all over the world and get paid from all over the world. So it's, it's something I think is changing for the SMB market, maybe. Absolutely. And especially because we work with a lot of wholesalers, distributors, you know, we're very big in the B2B space, logistics. You definitely have that need in multiple currencies and multiple countries and being able to get payment and accept payment or send an invoice. And for us, it's the ability to reconcile back in that accounting system in the currency of choice and also using the right addresses and those all of those different configurations within the software uh, that we would be updating based upon the customer use case. Yeah. And so you mentioned something earlier that I thought was caught my attention is that you've decoupled from payments. So are, is Bill or Genie just a software primary only and you don't actually touch the flow of funds? I guess, could you break that down? How have you built it so that you're able to do what you do? Sure. So Bill or Genie, to kind of give you a little history, like I said, my partner Tom and I have known each other for many, many years. We both started in payments. So he had owned an ISO. And the reason why we know each other is because um, I was on the opposite side of a transaction from him in 2013. We were buying his portfolio and that's how we got to know each other. So his ISO was primarily focused on the B2B and medical market. And as he was building out this ISO, he started realizing that there was this need for payments to be embedded and reconciled within the accounting softwares. So he's a computer engineer uh, by education. He decided, oh, let me just try to build this, which was about 2018. So 2019, it was more of a proof of concept kind of thing, but it was given out as a freemium. So anybody who signed up for payments with his ISO was also getting Billergy. Whether or not they were a perfect customer for it, they were receiving Billergy. 
Hmm. What happened was as him and I were speaking and kind of talking about who our partners are, which are financial institutions, payment providers, we cannot compete with them. And if we do compete with them, it's not, it doesn't make a lot of whole, a whole lot of sense for them to be our partners. Right. So in January, we decoupled from payments. We became a standalone SaaS company and we work with any payment provider. So we're agnostic on the payment side, just like we're agnostic on the accounts, accounting software side. And like I said before, we're the company that kind of brings this entire process or world of accounts receivable together from our subscriber to their customer, to their accounting software, to their payment provider, and make sure that all of that works in one seamless way without them having to learn or do anything different. Got it. Got it. So what are some of the payment service providers that I guess you've integrated with to be able to power the the service? Yeah. So we're, like I said, we're pretty agnostic because we work with two of the major U.S. gateways, well, U.S. and Canada gateways that kind of board merchant accounts from any prop provider, whether it's TSIS or Fiserv or Global or whoever. And with all the consolidation, all the names are kind of the same. But yes, with, right. with all of the major payment providers, we also are integrated with like QuickBooks payments as well. So if someone's using QuickBooks payments, they can use that with us. So we're just adding more of those. But for the most part, we haven't really seen someone have a merchant account with someone that we don't support. But we're and we're adding to that. So like we're adding uh, integrations like Stripe and PayPal and some of the other mm-hmm. methodologies more from a convenience of payments perspective, as opposed to facilitating the payment provider. Right. So then you effectively onboard the merchant through these partners, right? Yeah. So we are just the back end. So what we do is let's just say someone uses QuickBooks. So they create their invoice the way they normally would in QuickBooks. The moment that they hit save, which is what they have to do anyway, we take over. So we send out that invoice via email, via paper mail. We're adding text and IVR. We create a custom cadence for them. So they say, hey, every five days, I want to make sure that I send out an invoice and I want to make sure I send a reminder. And for this customer, I want to be really threatening. For this customer, I want to be super sweet. And I want to add late fees here. And I want to be allowed. So we set up that customer custom cadence with them once for their reminders. It's in their branding with their logo, their style, their verbiage on their timeline. We send out all of those reminders for them, again, via paper, mail, email, text, whatever. And then we handle the collections with one click. So we've embedded those gateways and payment processors into our customer portal and into the email that that their customer gets. So they can truly do a one-click payment to Apple Pay or anything else. And it gets processed on that subscriber's rails with their payment provider. So it's just like a VAR sheet, right? They send out that over and we're all set. And then we reconcile that back into their accounting software to show that that invoice was closed or collected on and how it was collected and what date and time, those types of things. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, basically from the invoice that they receive via your platform, the payer will have all these different options that you would expect to have like an Amazon basically. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. So what, what about any new products? I mean, I've talked to a lot of kind of these account pla- accounting platforms, uh, AR, AP, you know, there's obviously an opportunity. You get to probably, you get some insight into the cash flow. Have you guys thought about doing cash advances or any kind of like short-term lending? I see that a lot in these, these type of scenarios sometimes. Yeah, no. So our goal is to truly be laser focused on accounts receivable. We have a lot of partners that do some of these other things. So we work with companies who do cash flow management or cash flow forecasting. Uh, We also have partners that do expenses or accounts payable, or they do like issuing with accounts payable. We have some partners who do uh, invoice factoring. 
manufacturing, right? So these are all the various things that are kind of tangential to what we do. Our goal in terms of our feature set is to make the accounts receivable process as robust as possible. So when we add things, it's very much to our core mission, which is that seamless integration of the accounts receivable process. So it's adding additional integrations like all of the Sage backend accounting softwares, adding things like NetSuite. So really making sure that we have all the accounting softwares that we can possibly board on our platform, as well as having every possible payment option for that customer, like the Stripes, like PayPal, like those kinds of things. And then also allowing the subscriber to really manage that accounts receivable in whichever way they see fit. So Maybe they want to have access to an IVR. Maybe they want to have lockboxing. Maybe they want to have collections management. So we do, those are kind of the features that are on our timeline is those types of things that are so hyper-focused on AR to make that process just as efficient as possible. Hmm. And so when, they, when the end customer pays the invoice, um, I guess it's the, the funds are just directed back to the merchant's traditional bank account. Right exactly. now, whatever bank account, yeah. Whatever, and however they're set up with their payment provider, we are just the one, we're the conduit. So we're just allowing that transaction to happen. Got it. And as far as, you know, obviously there's a huge, we all have been experiencing uh, our responses to COVID. Curious to see, you know, get your thoughts on uh, how, how your business has changed, what you guys are doing uh, to help customers and how it's how it's impacted Billergy. I would imagine maybe you've seen an increase. Yeah, actually, we've seen an increase from new clients just because I think people are going more to this remote contactless model where they don't have people in the office who are getting those checks and then depositing them. And they also may not be able to direct the accounts receivable the way that they were in the past. So we have seen an increase there. We've obviously seen less invoices going out though or getting paid simply because I don't Mm. think people have the funds, which is kind of tough. We've also had, you know, what we're, what we're trying to do in response to COVID though, is we've increased our, you know, we have a free trial. We're trying to make that free trial period longer. So we're trying to make a, it's a one month free trial and we're a month to month contract anyway, but we'd like to see how we can help people out. We also created a BG boost program for anybody who was laid off or had shift reductions during this time so that they could become a referral partner. And if they, you know, everybody knows someone who owns a business, if they're able to refer a business to us, then, you know, they get paid. It's a win-win situation on both sides. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We've, it's been interesting. I think there's definitely a race to digital now, obviously, like you mentioned, those employees can't come into the office and manually key in the invoices anymore. So yeah, everyone's kind of moving to digital. We've, we've seen an influx on our side and we're also doing things just to try to eliminate any kind of financial barriers to entry as much as possible and help, help out the SMBs out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I was wondering, like, obviously crypto has been a bit of a hot topic with the halving on Bitcoin and last week, I think. Are you guys doing anything in the crypto space? We aren't today. And a lot of that is because what we do is we try to build our use or our features around what our clients are using. And I'm very bullish on crypto and especially more than crypto, the backend technology of blockchain, which I think will be adopted in so many different forms um, as, as things change. So I think that as we see more adoption of crypto as a form of payment, uh, we will definitely be adding that to our additional forms of payment for clients. But as of right now, especially in the B2B space, I don't think we're we're there. I mean, look, 
in the B2B space in the government sector, we still see checks, right? So getting them even from checks to ACH to um, credit card is, is kind of is kind of an evolution. Yeah. Crypto just is a whole nother world for them. So I think yeah. we'll see the crypto adoption a lot sooner in kind of B2C. Um, and then I think it'll take a little while for that crypto evolution in B2B. But mm-hmm. I do think, I mean, we have talked a lot about just the way that the ledgers are handled because of blockchain. And are we able to leverage some of that technology to make things even easier from an invoice perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest problems is just the customer data and also reconciliation when you receive funds. You know, a lot of companies that we talk to is they receive, they might receive in a swift wire payment from outside of the US and there's no way to even discern who actually sent the money by the time it gets here. Do you guys have any abilities to help in that arena? So that doesn't happen really with us because that invoice would be sent out with a very specific invoice number for collection. And that's Mm -hmm. how we're able to reconcile it back into the accounting software. So if someone is sending a payment through our system, we would always know where it's coming from. In terms of wire payments, if they're taking those directly, or I mean, it's happened with Venmo too. I mean, look, you pay someone, you thought it was this Jeff, but it's a different Jeff. And that does happen, which is why I think trying to utilize some kind of unique identifier, whether that be the invoice number or something else, is extraordinarily important when you're doing that collection. And that's why we're adding these additional forms of payment, like Venmo, like PayPal, those kinds of things, so that you wouldn't have this kind of phantom revenue amount without knowing where it comes from or what invoice it belongs to. Yeah, well, Grima, I really appreciate it. Listen, it's been uh, great speaking with you. A lot of good insight into Biller Genie and what you guys are doing. Uh, Sounds like a great platform. If anybody's listening and they want to get in contact, what's the best way to reach out? Absolutely. Uh, anybody would like to reach out to us, they can go to billergenie.com. We have a live chat there. We have all of the information. We have a demo. Um, you can schedule some time to talk to us and we'd love to uh, work with you. All right. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Grima. It's a pleasure speaking with you and we'll be in touch soon. Thanks, Jeff. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.